I am Bush. Welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we're joined for round four with a returning guest. Oh, yeah, that's right, because we're joined by Tanner Sear. Ooh. And this time around, we are diving into what has been happening with both of the bands that Tanner plays in. We're going to update you on Homeless in Hawaii, what's been going on with them, as well as their latest single, Gold Horizon. We're also going to take a moment to dive into Waterfront, who Tanner happens to play bass for who we had two of the other members of the band on for before. Well, Tanner's here to update us on Waterfront's new single, New Heights, which released last Friday. We're going to take you behind both these bands, how Tanner balances both of these worlds. Of course, this is also two friends reconnecting, so we're going to spend a little bit of time to shoot the shit as well. You know, all of those wonderful things and it all goes down here today on this episode of the DTP. And it is all brought to you today by DesertTigerMerch.com where you go to cop yourself something to represent the show. And it's also brought to you by the Hero Makers Podcast, bringing you lively, conversations on important topics inspiring change in the world one act one word one dream at a time search for the hero makers podcast in your favorite podcast listening app or service all right am and now it's time to get this bad boy started so why don't we jump on into this convo with tanner seer the Desert Tiger Podcast. Hello, can you hear me? I can. Hello, good sir. Long time no see. Ah, very long time no see. My goodness, how are you doing? Oh, doing good, doing good. Glad to hear, glad to hear. I mean, what, it's been since July since we last actually spoke. I can't believe it's been that long. This year has felt so quick. It's... It's outrageous. It's like how it just blew by, even though nothing has really like happened. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no, I think since March, it just feels like we're living Groundhog Day over and over and over again. <laughs> it's the same old. I wake up, I do nothing, stay inside, go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's uh, there's days where I just don't even leave the apartment now, and it's just like, um, I should probably like go get some fresh air, or at least like crack a window. <laughs> You're keeping busy though, right? I see a ton of stuff with the Desert Tiger. It's going well. It's um, yeah, that's part of why I don't leave the apartment <laughs> some days. Is I just get stuck in working on things and I don't even realize that the day's blown by and it's like, oh, I haven't eaten in six hours. I need to uh I need to go handle that. <laughs> no, that's good. Keep it busy, using the time wisely, building it up. It's um it's funny because uh the last year kind of like it really tested the podcast because I became an essential worker and I started working more hours, but artists suddenly weren't able to tour and do like go do radio tours like where they actually had to take the time to go to every station and like the tv stations and everything else like they can just zoom call so and a lot of shows didn't adapt right away so immediately like the fact that i adapted helped my show become a lot more viable than it may had been before and i just have to carry that momentum uh, once the pandemic actually does end <laughs> if it ends Yes. <laughs> this thing's starting to look yearly, I'm imagining. Kind of go get shots for it every year for the new mutations. For the new mutations. Oh, I've got a third arm, but I can go see shows, baby. <laughs> yeah. I don't care how many times you need to poke me. I'll do it. I'm okay with the needle. I can play. Sick. Sick. All right, cool. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I want to go back to movie theaters. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's one thing I didn't realize I missed either until like recently when all these newer movies were starting to get announced and it was like Godzilla King Kong. And I was like, how can I not? You're getting that one in a couple of weeks though. You're getting that one in a couple of weeks still. I know, but it's still it. It's just like, how can I not see that battle inside of a theater? Yeah, I'm happy to see it at all. <laughs> I think Black Widow has been pushed for a year and yeah, full full year now. If they make May 7th or 6th, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I just stayed up till 1am last night to watch the finale of WandaVision. I still have to get into that one myself. I'm very excited to just because like I'm really uh, interested in the premise of the show. I just don't have Disney Plus right now. So... <laughs> Totally fair. Uh, don't rush. Don't rush. I'll say that even as a fan. It, they pulled the Game of Thrones with this one. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. See, I waited on Game of Thrones too, and I waited too long that the finale hit before I actually like got really into the show. So it's just like, oh man, now it's now 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 like, do I want to put myself through that? <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit of uh, a bittersweet torture. Ah, uh, oh well, oh well, I'm sure I'll still enjoy it at the end of the day. I like storytelling, so. True. And then uh, even for today, after, whenever we're done, I can email you the, the wave files for some of the new songs to use. Sick. Like the one Homeless in Hawaii, the one Waterfront. I'll just get whatever you need after pictures, anything, let me know. So I actually bought both of the tracks last night. Nice. Ahead of time. So yeah, I bought uh, the Waterfront one like within the hour that it came out. Thank you. Thank you very much. I got you. Yeah, I'm so so stoked on that one. I'm really, really happy with Waterfront. I got lucky. I fell ass backwards into that. It's um the growth between when I spoke to them last August and now, even just in the singles. Yeah. It's outrageous just how the level of how much the band has just brought in production and songwriting and it's whew. it's it's yeah i i can break i'll be break i'll break all of that down for you I'm, i was shocked i didn't think going to vancouver we would have made what we ended up making i was almost kind of just like half-heartedly like oh this will be a fun trip and wow i was blown away i was like thrown for a, a humble trip where i was like holy shit okay i see what we're doing here yeah, no, when I first heard the song, I was immediately just like, wait, wait, this is the right track, right? And I was like, holy shit, this is Waterfront. Oh, my God. That's not even the best one. It's seriously not even the best song they made of these four. And then we go back in May to do six more. Oh, shit. So you guys are working on an LP or two EPs then? Two, two EPs will end up being. So these first four, yeah. But yeah, the, uh, Dan, the singer of Waterfront, he's just pumping out ideas right now. So I'm looking forward and I'm seeing that Waterfront might even do it again where they go from this peg to another peg and I just get to come along and play bass. I'm very lucky. Well, it's uh, sometimes when you've been at the helm of another project, especially like what you're doing with Homeless in Hawaii with creating that story that you've been doing over the last couple of years and all of the involvement, production, rewriting songs and everything else. Sometimes it's nice to just have that project that you can walk in and be like, I've got a sick line. I've got a sick line. Yep. <laughs> no, it was awesome. I, I've always wanted to play bass. I, like bass was my first instrument and I learned and played that in my basement. I'd play Billy Talent like hours every day after school. And then eventually that turned into Muse. And yeah. Waterfront's like, we need a bassist. And I very, very lucky. Very lucky. Mm-hmm. Billy Talent has an incredibly underrated bass player. It's, Muse, Muse, you can, it stands out because, like, just the way that the music is built. Like, Billy Talent, it sort of hides a little bit more in some of the music. And, like, even Try Honesty. Like, I tried to learn that last year where I was looking at it, and I was like, this song's a lot more complicated than I expected it to be. Yeah, the, their bassist, John Gallant, he's awesome. I, the, the bass I have, the, it's a Music Man Stingray. And I got that bass specifically because that's what he played with. Mm -hmm. And he, he has like the, the pearl white bass I saw for one cycle. He had the, the black pick guard. So when I got the white one, I like told, asked the storm, like, 
do you have a black pick guard? Because it had a different pick guard on it. They're like, yeah, 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 we'll take the strings off. We'll go, we'll put the black pick guard. I'm like, thanks, thanks. Do I have to pay extra? They're like, no, 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 we just got it in the back. And I got the the bass set up in drop D. For years, I would only ever play bass and drop D, and that's only because of Billy Talent. <laughs> yeah. Muse introduced me to standard tuning, and now Waterfront, we do half a step down. I did standard for the longest time just because I was basic as all hell and I didn't really play like in many bands. And then when I went to Alien, they're like, have you ever tried just like lowering it a little bit? What? That, that's an option. <laughs> yeah, you ever tried lowering it and just play the root and get out of our way? <laughs> yes, yes, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that gives me more time to spin. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> I can jump. I can jump. Give me four on the floor. I got you covered. Oh, hell yeah. You know I love that stuff anyway. <laughs> it's simple sometimes gets it. That groove. Hey, if it, if it means that I can climb all over the stage and jump off of equipment and freaking like go and do crazy things, then I'm still having just as much fun as I would be if I was playing like legitimate lines. No, 100%. all right all right so like we said it's been a little while since we last connected so what has the process been like my friend how is it how how have the months treated you musically what has the uh building been like here it's hard it's hard to even put like a timeline to it it's all just a blur been working on homeless in hawaii Ever since the pandemic hit, and then when the summer came, Waterfront had the opportunity, and the opportunity came with the Renaissance Music, which is Dan Botch and Garrett Ward of the Face Plant. They've come together and made this production duo of songwriting assistants, production, mixing, mastering, all this other stuff, and they just came out to Waterfront, and they're like, hey, would you be interested in coming to Vancouver? Vancouver gave, or uh, Waterfront said, yes, two thumbs up. And I was like, okay, we're going to go make four songs. I didn't think much of it. I was like, we'll, we'll just get a trip out of this. Have fun. Go play. I get to play bass, sing with my friends. We go to Vancouver. And then all of a sudden, I was like, holy shit, we're playing like good music. These songs are awesome. Peach Pit is literally across the hall from us. And then down the hall is where Mother Mother was. And if I'm not mistaken, the room we were actually recording in that the Renaissance works out of, it used to belong to Headley in some fashion. That's where they did their songwriting back in the day. Uh, Don't quote me 100% on that, but I believe the history of that room falls along that line. But it it was amazing. I was incredibly humbled to just kind of like I did the bass one day and the rest, we just sat there, just watched everything happen. It was great. Ryan killed the guitars. Graham killed the drums. Dan killed the vocals and the songs. Uh, Botch and Garrett killed the writings and helping take what Waterfront wrote and making it better. And it was insane. By the end of the trip, I remember standing in our little suite that we stayed in the whole time there looking at Waterfront. Like, if you told me a year beforehand that we would have come here as Waterfront together and made the project that we did, I would have slapped in all of, slapped all of your faces and laughed. And I, I told Waterfront that. Because honestly, a year, uh, even months, before that trip i never would have thought waterfront would be going to vancouver and doing what they did but it's it's insane i'm really i'm very proud of the trip with waterfront i'm very proud of waterfront and i think this is a great starting point for waterfront and now this year has just been a blur of us coming together and working on waterfront content together which has helped us make homeless hawaii content better and yeah, I, I've never been more motivated to kind of drive these brands and bands forward, especially with all this free time. Like we can't play music. I have no idea when we'll be able to play music again. Yeah, it's uh, you guys have definitely stepped it up in terms of both bands with visualizers, with artwork, with music videos in terms of everything, in terms of content and production, you guys have really stepped up what you're giving to your fans, how you're presenting this music to the listeners. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, a lot of that comes with Graham. Graham has taken the charge on the waterfront visuals tenfold. Um, We had my girlfriend come on the trip. She's a photographer and artist that helped us get all the the, uh, actual live content from the trip and uh, Homeless and Why she does a lot of the graphics for so honestly, without those two people, a lot of it wouldn't be where it is. I have no claim to 
producing any part of that. I'm, I'm very lucky to be surrounded by a lot of amazing people at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's uh, they say teamwork makes the dream work, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And just lightning in a bottle this past year is as hard as it's been, I guess, like the gig economy shutting down, like so much uncertainty when we can go back. Waterfront hasn't even jammed together since I believe maybe October, November ish. But we, we, we zoom, uh, Dan will send us ideas. We send like our parts back or we'll be like, Oh, what if we push this course a little more this way? And, uh, somehow we just keep, we keep the ball rolling. And I feel like, yeah, I, I'm really happy with what waterfront and homeless and why, and this whole group is doing right now. I feel like we're on the right path, at least at this point in time, especially in new heights. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. It's um, like we said, teamwork is essential. And when you have people who are willing to take those delegated parts of being in a band and breaking it up and, hey, what are you good at? And how can you assist the group so that maybe one or two people aren't focusing on everything? Everybody's got a little bit. Maybe you got a few other people, like you said, with your girlfriend, who I'm pretty sure has also helped with the homeless and Hawaii music videos as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, she's done uh, the photography for both bands now at this point for more than a year. The the graphics again for all of Homeless in Hawaii mostly, and uh, Waterfront. She, uh, her, and Graham have kind of just bounced back and forth a little bit, making some of the coolest stuff I've I've seen. I'm 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 just sitting back like, yay! I get to plug in, go for the ride, arms up. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you mentioned that Waterfront's got a couple more tracks on the back burner. So is that Vancouver trip you mentioned, is that something hoping for the near future as things open up? Or is that maybe like a little more down the line? So New Heights came from a trip we made this past summer. So summer 2020. And on that trip, we made four songs. New Heights is one of the four songs. And these four songs will make an EP called New Heights in itself. Uh, So with New Heights being the first single, we're going to have the next single in another month and a half or two months, and then another one after that, and then the EP. But what Waterfront's planning on doing right now is we're preparing and writing more songs for a trip we're taking at the end of May, last beginning of June coming up right here in spring 2021. And that's going to be for six more Waterfront songs. So we have everything ready for this current EP, uh, starting with New Heights, and it's just going to keep going forward with all the singles and Everything's looking good. I'm really proud of everything that this band has made. Everyone's working 100%, and they should all be proud of themselves. And on top of that, they're just getting ready for these next batch of six. And we're in communication with uh, Dan and Garrett over in Vancouver, and we're just fleshing that out more and more. And I, I just really think we're going to have a solid year of waterfront content because of all of everyone's hard work. I, I'm super happy to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the uh, Dan and Garrett there. It's they're definitely another group who has adapted through this year. Like because, like you said, the gig economy, which was essentially a large part for a lot of bands, suddenly shuts down, and we all had to adapt to survive. And they definitely did a great job, and so did you guys. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I I think uh, we had no intention. We had no plan that brought us to here. I think we just kind of fumbled along for a little bit. And I think a lot of bands have slowly started to find their pace with stuff. I lo- I, I've been looking to a lot of the other bands around, and everyone's doing really cool things to try and mitigate these downtimes. Uh, TikTok, a lot of bands are going to TikTok. You have uh, lots of Twitch things. I mean, even just us and Waterfront, we've been starting to discuss maybe having like game nights where we play like among us or like those kind of popularized games with people. Should we build an audience that would want to hang out with us sometimes virtually? We would like to do that too. Maybe watch movies. I I pitched to the band that us as waterfront for just non-music content should watch all of the Marvel universe beginning to end and maybe invite people along with that. Cause I'm a huge nerd for that stuff and I can, I don't know. I could help do that for Waterfront, and I think people might enjoy, but let us know. <laughs> I just really want to marathon these movies. Please give me an excuse. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't need much of an excuse. I just need a green light. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. And it's it is. It's you never really know exactly what some of those fans are going to be into some of those listeners, especially as the world continues to adapt and 
those streaming platforms and everything else builds out. You even see bands building Discord chats so that their fans can talk about different things and you can just put in different server things where it's like it doesn't even have to be about the band or the music you can just have like a general pop hunk discussion or like a general like hey here's movies or whatever it happens to be it's like it's creating a network that your fan it's like a, it's like the old school fan club right yeah yeah for sure and i think something i'm valuing more as time goes on like a year into this pandemic is that yeah we're making music and the idea is that we make music that we love and that other people can love but at the end of the day I, we we need to start connecting with people and building these long-term engagements and these audiences that feel good supporting us and we are proud to have with us on our musical journey, whatever that may be, because those are the people that breathe life into us for potentially and hopefully years to come as like, e- even in the Waterfront song, uh, the new one, New Heights, the, I love the lyrics in the bridge where it's talking about the the fears we have or the years we're chasing and i remember hearing that the first time in the studio and i was like yes this is perfect i i look at some of these waterfront songs now they're like journal entries for where we were as musicians last summer or something or that the that one week we spent there that was just just huge evolution as a band and musicians i can see that written down forever in new heights basically and i i'll look back on this song in my 50s and be like that was the moment we started doing things right. And I think that has just commenced this whole thought process of looking at all of this in a better light and a smarter light and making plans and strategies around these things. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's a music business, right? And it's um, a lot of musicians aren't business people. So we all have to, once again, adapt and learn on the fly and learn, okay, so do I hire a PR agent or how do I contact like media companies do i hire like people to do the press or does somebody in the band do like the artwork and everything else it's it's all a matter of just like how does it come together and it's that taking that next step is a real make or break moment for a lot of bands so it's really good to hear that waterfront is really uh pushing through and thriving in this situation yeah no i agree with you and it's it's been very humbling the whole the whole time just watching basically people in their element do their thing i've always had to kind of be like when we started homeless why devin and i would be like okay we got to put a guitar here bass here and then we just we would add and do this and a lot of it would be us doing three or four things at once but with waterfront i can just show up i play a bass part not that and both of them are awesome they're both such different experiences that I feel very lucky to have both of them and almost in a while we're making the music ourselves, but then waterfront, we have songs and now we have to make everything else, but they're doing it incredibly well that it's just, I'm yeah. It did. Anytime I walk away from a waterfront meeting, I'm just kind of speechless. I'm like, okay, hey, I got to go start doing this in homeless in Hawaii now. All right. Ambush. We're going to be taking a short break so that we can play that new song from waterfront new heights here for you before we do that though we need to take a quick moment to thank the hero makers movement and podcast the hero makers podcast is a show hosted by Lori nichols and ann chow and they give us lively conversations on important topics inspiring change in the world around us one act one word and a one dream at a time and hero makers podcast is recently kicked off into season two here in 2021 so they are continuing to bring you amazing inspiring and motivating conversations on a regular basis they also have an incredible website that you can go and check out the nine traits of being a hero maker they also have an incredible blog for you to go and check out and you can get it all started just by searching for the Hero Makers podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and or service today. All right, Am, and now it's time to set the needle down to get the groove in motion because this is New Heights.
So we've spent quite a bit of time here focusing on Waterfront and the incredible things you're doing there. But you've also continued to release singles leading up to this upcoming LP for Homeless in Hawaii, including the most recent Gold Horizon. So take us a little bit into what this track is, what it means to this world that you've been building. Gold Horizon is one of our favorite songs from that world you talk about. And that world is still coming, and we've been just constantly refining it along the way, and we're very happy with where it's come. Um, Yeah, The Fear of Missing Out, the album should be out this year. And with Gold Horizon being the last single, that song was written at a time when we were just discovering what we wanted to say with this album. And coming into your, like, 20s or wherever you are in life at a certain point, you start, like, okay, like, it's like existentialism or life and death and anxieties around that. And Gold Horizon is really that song that's like, I personally have a fear of what death is or what it means for you and ending, like, where do we go? So that song is me acknowledging that and accepting it in a positive light. Like, I think I see Horizon, don't stop me, I'm not lying. And just reach a little further for my fear of dying. And that is a really significant part of the overall story that the fear of missing out tells. Like we had those previous singles like Miss Innocent or Faded, which are the more kind of just in your face, poppy, I'd call it like act one of the story where you're a little arrogant and ignorant young. And then at the times you get to the darker days or the gold horizons of the album. I think that's the part of the album that really starts to bring it all together into the points we're trying to make with it. And Gold Horizon touches upon that with our perspective on life and death and what life is with all of its good parts and bad parts and that's just going to keep rolling as we keep bringing out new songs Mm. oh that's powerful that's powerful because death is definitely uh when you say fomo the fear of missing out 
obviously that's because of death, because a lot of us don't know when we're getting off of this train ride, when we're exiting the car, right? It's so it's uh, it's a definitely a driving force in that energy. No, for sure. And uh, it's exactly what you said. I, I love life. I, I have a particular fondness for life, whether that be mine or anyone else's. I think life is beautiful. And even just in the musical sense, you look at someone like Freddie Mercury, an absolute icon, a legend. He, he died how many years ago now? But he's still so popular that people talk about him like he's here and alive or Queen is still here. Like imagine the songs we could have had, which would be great. But you look at someone like that and then even either you or I, we look at ourselves like what's our legacy beyond that finish line? Like I, I sometimes I think of life as like a YouTube video, like that red line at the bottom. And I, I'm like, I, we don't know when our video ends or like, you know. So what does that mean after Freddie Mercury's video ended? But here's all this expansive legacy he has behind him. He's a, I think that's the closest thing you can find to uh, an objective or whatever it is. Uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, immortality in a way. I think if there's ever a way to be immortal, it would be in the fashion of like a Freddie Mercury or now a Chadwick Boseman who unfortunately died, the Black Panther actor. May he rest in peace. But these people, they, they've created such beautiful art that is true art from the heart, very heartfelt and passionate that when they died, they lived on through their art. And in many ways, I hope to achieve that in some kind of form of whether that homeless in Hawaii or waterfront. I want to put my all into these songs with some amazing people. And one day these songs will be on the face of the earth when I'm unfortunately not, but I hope to push that into my late nineties. Like even if I get my hundredth birthday, I'll be fine. If I could sign a contract to get to my hundredth birthday, you can throw me feet first into a wood chipper, but I want to see a hundred years at least. Well, it's a hundred years gives you a lot of time to create those moments and those memories that are, very essential and it's you never know exactly um well they say is you never know exactly who you're influencing or how far your influence can go and you say in the terms of freddie mercury in terms of a chadwick boseman may both of them rest in peace it's in terms of both of that their influence continues to reach so far and little kids who watched black panther are going to tell their kids and they're going to show their kids this movie and say this man made me believe that i could make a difference this is why the world says wakanda forever jimmy this is why absolutely absolutely all right so of course there was a uh, video that was shot for gold horizon as well here so where was that shot uh what's sort of the energy behind the video too is that sort of that energy of uh bringing because in the video there's a uh, darkness for a lot of it but at the end we're coming into a, a light is that sort of the theme that we're bringing up to is like oh, i'm really like trapped inside this mindset now i'm opening up into the brightness of the world or am i completely off track here no you nailed it for and for gold horizon specifically with that music video we shot that in the same location uh as the, that we shot the miss innocent music video and uh we even attempted that with the first three music videos ago it's faded miss innocent and then gold horizon those three will tell like a loose narrative visually with the single but gold horizon specifically is like yes the the the, the female character in the video uh, it's the implication is that she's in this afterworld afterlife or post-death whatever that may be that's up to the viewer but yeah it's in this darkness in this unknown forest and slowly but surely yes the light comes in and we that was the plan all along and i'm happy that actually speaks through the video too i'm glad that's able to be told by the video and yeah I, i'm really happy with that and i think it ties into the lyrics and purpose of that song really really well i'm really proud of that song and we shot it just outside of alberta on the outskirts of bc beautiful beautiful mountain scenery it was cold though but it was well worth it we'd run to the car in between takes literally like shaking and freezing turning the car on and then like okay let's do this and she had to wear a dress unfortunately i feel super bad for her but she she did amazing when we shot until like almost midnight that night and it was just cold we're like hold the camera still or it's gonna look super cool like an earthquake 
Well, good honor for being a trooper and for uh, helping to get it done. I can understand that, just running in, just like trying to get hyped up before you're leaving the vehicle. Like, all right, all right, we can do this. We can do this. We only have so many shots left. Yeah, it, it, those are the times when you're like yelling to yourself in the car, like, why are we even here? And then you just like shake your head like, okay, no, no, no this is worth it. This is, we got to do this. We got to do this. We're here. And then you just get out and go do the next hour and run back with cold toes and massage them back to life. <laughs> it's one of those things where you see the final product and you're like, was it really that cold? That was, no, no, maybe. No, was, was it really that cold? <laughs> We'll slowly forget over time how cold it was and never mention it again. We're like, ah, we filmed that in the summer. It was beautiful. I think we got sunburnt doing it. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Everybody got sunburns. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So, of course, we've been talking about two different bands here of the creative energy between both. And obviously, in one band, your creative direction, your influence isn't obviously like is big but how do you go about balancing both of these creative energies making sure that both of these bands can get the time that they need i think with waterfront it's taking more of a back seat and i i learn a lot from waterfront now is with homeless and why the responsibility for everything is on our shoulders independently like when it comes down to it it's devin and i that have like absolute final say on anything we we can do whatever we want but taking our experiences that they're super valuable in that and then i come to waterfront and i see how they do it and maybe they're they we we write a song and i think oh i think we can make this song an eight out of ten up to a ten out of ten if we just push this chorus a little bit and then they take that feedback you're like okay yeah let's do that and i love that dynamic of just like seeing an idea be filtered through a bunch of quality checks with all of us. And at the end of it, I can just sit back and be like, wow, okay, I'm doing my small part of this bigger machine. And I get to watch all these amazing guys that I see now all the time or talk to every day. And then I go and take that and I internalize it and like, okay, how do I take this and look at all the good things that are happening? And I take that to homeless in Hawaii. And then I unpack that all. And then we just start reassessing things and building that up. And it's just a constant, back and forth of like how much can we do that's worth doing it's all about authenticity now in my head like how much more authentic and valuable can i make this for like again that long-term hindsight retroflex or retrospect like when i look back on this stuff i want to be super proud of it so now is the time to put in the work with both of them to make it exactly what i would be happy with and at this point in my life and i think i i'm only able to do that with everyone that is around me i'm I'm super fortunate to have that team and people we can all work with to build this up on both sides both sides awesome awesome i love that i really really enjoy that yeah thanks man i appreciate it i think too it helps like we we were talking about like muse and uh and billy talent these two bands that wouldn't exactly be the same but like I don't know why for whatever reason in high school and junior high these were the only two bands i listened to so in a way, it's like I, I was exposed to like kind of rock and punk all the time. I'd play the bass all the time. And then Muse is like, oh, come over here. We have synths. Come over <laughs> here. And I was like, okay, okay. I'll wander over here for a bit. And I'd come home from school again, just play literally three, four hours in the basement. Just make like a burnt CD. Like take like EQ out the bass a little bit so I can turn mine up in the basement. The house would just shake. But I miss those. I really wish I, if I had a time machine, I'd go back just one time to play in that basement again. Because now as an adult, you can't really like do that. It's um, it's like once again, like you said, being able to look back and reminisce on times like when you're 50, being able to reminisce on new heights and how it changed things. It's also being able to look back at those uh, crucial moments of childhood as well, and remembering that it's like okay, like without those basement jam sessions with those EQ'd out freaking versions of songs, like. You you wouldn't be here right now playing in two different bands, freaking just trying to slay on both fronts, right? No, 100%. Uh, if I honestly attribute my love of music to those two bands specifically, Billy Talent Muse, I hope they see this one day. <laughs> I hope they see this. Thank you, Billy Talent. 
Thank you, Muse. Thank you to both your bases. Thank you guys to being really great and just helping me develop my skills or passions at least. I'm, yes, if not for my childhood, just playing that all the time. And my parents too. Like my dad would, he helped me get my first bass and he had no problem with me turning the music up. Like I can only imagine what he dealt with. He'd always have to go out and work in the garage because the music's so fucking loud in the basement. <laughs> Ah, oh, damn it! These he- these freaking earplugs I bought are trash. I need to go get some better ones. <laughs> yeah, he had the, this pair of ed- uh, these earplugs. There, it's like a I don't know, some kind of silicone that was transparent. He got it at his work because he worked for the city of Calgary at the time. But he he knew I was playing it so loud. He's like, you gotta wear some like headphones. So I used to wear these old like old old headphones that were kind of molded to his ears. In my ears, as like a like a teenager, and they just so happened to fit. So I just shoved these things in, and then I started turning the music up even louder. I blew. It, it got to a point where I would uh, I would have burnt CDs, like twenty songs or something. I'd make my little set list and just sing to the other side of my basement wall. I'd have a mic in my bass and I'd play along and sing whatever parts I could. And I blew out my PA speakers. They're still blown out, and they're still in Calgary. I haven't fixed them, but I intend to fix them like one day soon. But I blew them out one day. I was like, shit. <laughs> and then I, I, instead of the PA, I took my old shitty Line 6 guitar amp out. And so I was like, okay, PA speakers are fucked. So I started playing everything through the guitar speaker. So it's slightly quieter. And I do the vocals and bass. But the sound now just coming out of my little Line 6 guitar amp instead of two PA speakers. It's a hell of a time. It's uh, those moments of learning, right? It's uh, those those speakers may have been blown out, but with good purpose, good memories. And one day, hopefully, once you uh, rebuild them, build them back up, then, you know, just make the most of them again. I'll get those PA speakers ready whenever I get a permanent house in the future. I'll get the, that'll be my treat. I'll get a mortgage and I'll fix my old, old PA speaker. <laughs> Can't afford new ones anymore. I gotta go fix those old ones. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Unless I win the lottery, I'm going to hold on to those till I fix them. Maybe I'll learn how and solder it or something myself. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, Tanner. Well, we've been discussing how, you have grown how waterfronts and homeless in Hawaii have grown musically, bringing in a lot more of the business side of things. So last question, how have you taken some of these lessons and applied them into your own life? Uh, if anything, I've just learned to trust the process. When, when I, we send an idea, to, let's say waterfront, for example, we send an idea to Vancouver and Garrett and Dan take a peek at them and they're like, this is great, but let's change this and let's push a little harder. That comes back and we just get to work like, okay, let's do that. We, we have bullet points to achieve. We have the means to achieve them and we have a dedicated group with an amazing work ethic that can achieve it. So these things aren't hard. So I can just trust the process when I have these people all around that are doing exactly what they need to be doing. I don't really have to try too hard. So I just, uh, I've been very lucky again. And my biggest takeaway is just falling into my role and trusting everyone else. Because at this point, especially even since that first trip to Vancouver, I feel like I, every, everything I have to work that we do in the band is so I can stand shoulder to shoulder with them because we're all pushing ourselves in, in a very natural way. We're not overworking, but it's, Constantly, it's like a hockey team. You're like, okay, I want to earn my spot on the first line or something. You're like, Ryan's playing his guitar like a god. So, okay, I got to really not mess up the bass part. Or Graham's killing the drums like a don't fall off time, Tanner. So I feel like their work ethic and their quality of work in Waterfront has pushed me to just be equals with them now. And I just take that to Homeless in Hawaii and I apply that too. And it both has just gone so well. And now we have the the two most recent singles, Gold Horizons, out for Homeless in Hawaii. New Heights literally just dropped today as we're speaking, but I think this comes out a week later. Uh, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. There we go. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, listen to New Heights by Waterfront, Gold Horizon by Homeless in Hawaii. Uh, follow us both on social media. There, we'll be announcing a lot more stuff coming. Uh, the next thing for Homeless in Hawaii is going to be an EP. They'll take all the previous singles, put them together with another new single. And then Waterfront's going to announce that next single. And I know I know what the next Waterfront one is, and that one's really good. That one, 
Waterfront wrote this next coming single almost three years ago now, way before me. So that song's been waiting to be heard, and it's so good, the next Waterfront song. All right, awesome, awesome. Well, I can't uh, wait to hear and see all the amazing things that both of these bands are going to achieve here in this next year. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I'm very lucky, and uh, thank, I appreciate you having me on to help get the word out on this stuff because yeah as, as, the more ears we can get these things to the better i just hope someone out there enjoys these songs as much as i personally enjoy them like sometimes i listen to like i've listened to waterfront the ep we've made probably the entire ep once a day since the summer that's not being hyperbolic or a joke and then i'll throw in gold horizon or like the newest final mix of homeless in hawaii I, I don't know if that's arrogant but i actually love hearing the shit we're making <laughs> It's a, it's a very good thing because you have to play it as well. <laughs> That's true. Hopefully soon we can play it too. Give, give me all the needles, vaccinate me and all my toes. I just want to go play these songs live finally. Finally, get in front of a live crowd to see how the songs vibe in person. Yes, yes. All right, all right. Well, until I can catch you in person live and the listeners can as well. Take care, Tanner. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye, Colton. Thinking the worst I clench my teeth all the time Inescapable pressure in my head Hey, yes you What if you died tomorrow That thought comes flying up And loaded up a tragedy And endless sorrow I think you see your eyes And don't stop me on a lion If I reach a little further From my fear of dying On the cold horizon same like a flood inside a room i cannot escape from i clench my fists all the time inescapable pressure in my brain the love of life shining through you can see your eyes and don't stop me on a lion if i reach a little further from my fear of dying on the cold horizon This problem, it's a fundamental part of my life The irony doesn't escape me I just wish I could escape it Ah, uh, am I 
I hope that you enjoyed this round four with Tanner Sears. We dove not only into waterfronts and new track, new heights, but we also dove into homeless in Hawaii's new track, Gold Horizon as well. And you can find both of these songs as well as both band's catalogs by searching either Waterfronts or Homeless in Hawaii in your favorite music streaming service or app. And you guys have heard that both these bands have more material, collections, albums, EPs coming your way, so you're going to want to hit follow as well so you can stay up to date with all that new good good. Yes. And now it's time to give Tanner a final roaring DTP thank you for joining us here on this episode of the show to take us behind both of these bands and a little bit of his own life as well as, you know, we shot the shit, we reconnected as friends do. And I want to thank you, The Ambush, for checking out this episode, for tuning in, for supporting the show like you love to do. If you've yet to join up with the AM, it's as easy as hitting the follow or subscribe button on the podcast listening service or app you're using right now. And you can also help the show grow by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, uh, iTunes, or Stitcher Radio. You can share this episode with your friends, your family, or anyone who you think would enjoy the DTP, Waterfront, or Homeless in Hawaii. And you can also head on over to DTPmerch.com to copy yourself something to represent the show. Yes, this Friday on the DTP. I believe it's March 12th. Either way, whatever day number it happens to be, we're going to be joined up by the amazing Wes Mack. And I can't wait for you to join me then. But until then, go out there, find your mountaintop, your oasis, the thing that makes your heart sing. Your roar. Find your roar. Let it out into the world and show the world just how beautiful, courageous, wonderful, and powerful you and your roar are capable of being. And until next time, bye, Am. The Desert Tiger Podcast.